Are you becoming the slave to your schedule or is your energy dragging and feeling low? You can elevate your energy and raise your vibration by honoring yourself. And in today's episode, we're talking about how to break the pattern of overcommitting and how to really check in with your intuition for what to put your energy into. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Well, hey there, kindred spirits. It's Robert Wooten and Christina Wooten with SedonaMedium.com. And we just want to take a minute to say hello to our listeners. We're so blessed to have you here, and we have a great episode for you today. And for anyone who's just joining us for the first time, welcome. We hope you stick around because I've looked at the schedule of the podcast we have coming up, and we have some really cool stuff. And today's episode, we're going to talk about how to get out of the destructive cycle of overcommitting. I think all of us are guilty of this from time to time, where we put too much on our plate and it just spills over, takes over our lives. Today, we're going to discuss what's at the heart of overcommitting. Why do we do it and how can we stop it? If you are a chronic overcommitter or if you really struggle to bring balance to your schedule pretty consistently, then you probably need to go back also to episode 14, where we talked about learning how to receive, because a lot of times this pattern with overcommitting is also connected with needing to bring in more balance uh, with the receptive parts of ourselves, learning how to ask for help, learning how to expand ourselves, our energy through receiving. So with this topic with overcommitting, the first thing that always comes up in my mind when I think of committing is Several years ago, I was having a conversation with another one of my medium friends. We were talking about how to have this balance between our real world demands and requirements, but also creating space and room for creativity, for spontaneity, for rest, which is so important with a creative mind and an open mind is to have like space to wander. So overcommitment is like the ultimate kryptonite <laughs> to all of those elements. So this has been an ongoing conversation that we have had just, you know, discussing how do we integrate this on higher levels. And in that conversation several years ago, what came to me as we were talking, the word commitment, when we talk about commitment, is connected also with the same word that we use when someone has, you know, become a danger to themselves, a danger to other people, and are committed <laughs> to a facility so that they can get the support and rehabilitation so that they're no longer a danger to themselves and others. And so ever since then, when I consider commitments and I consider the word overcommitment, I immediately connect it with, <laughs> I don't want to be committed to a facility because I'm not taking care of myself and then become a danger to myself and a danger to others. And that's an extreme example. But we do have, you know, sometimes this play on words that, you know, a symbolism that comes out in words that that one I thought was really interesting. But you can really exhaust your energy with overcommitting. And sometimes that 
can come from committing to things that you don't resonate with or are somehow someone else's vision or something where you're just feeling compromised and you say yes anyway. Or it can be from putting other people's priorities before your own. I think that's a really big one. Or not having focus. So when you don't have focus, it really does increase your frustration level, both with yourself and other people. But the key here is the word over committing. Because over is like over capacity, you know, it's the opposite of self care is, you know, we're just not taking care of ourselves in that way. Okay, so the first thing that I did in starting to integrate or getting out of that over commitment pattern, and I, you know, I've had several years of experience now, so I can tell you that this works, <laughs> but it works really well for empaths. And if you, you know, have questions about being empathic or being energy sensitive, you probably want to head over also to episode 16, where we dive really deeply into being an empath. In this example, being in front of someone when they're talking about something that they're really, really excited about or a project that they wanted me to get involved with, I would really pick up on all of their enthusiasm and then immediately jump into, yes, I'd love to do that. That'd be great. And okay, we can put this on the calendar right now. Let's get it going. And a lot of times it ended, it was like big projects, you know, things that really would take a lot of time and energy, but I was so jazzed up in that moment. And then what would happen is that I would walk away and about two hours later, I'll go, oh my gosh, why did I commit to that? <laughs> you know, it's a great thing, but it didn't feel like me. And I realized that, you know, what was happening was poor empathic management where I was picking up so much on that other person's enthusiasm and also my excitement for them and what it was that they were creating that I wasn't seeing clearly and checking in intentionally with myself about what I wanted to do. So what I learned with those individuals and also when I'm meeting with people or talking with someone on the phone is to delay my response so that I have time when I'm away from them to just check in, to verify that it really fits the direction, the goals, the vision that I have for what I'm creating. So a couple of things that I've said, you know, is I love that. What I really like to do is just walk away and meditate with that. And then I'm going to get back to you when I have an answer of whether this is something I can commit to right now. But I love what you're creating and I love what you're doing. And thank you for sharing or inviting me. And that has been so effective because one, the other person really feels that that sense of honoring that whoever is coming into their project is going to be someone who's there, who's excited, who's enthusiastic about it and totally in it. So you know if I'm committing that I'm saying, yes, I'm so in it. So what you're saying is when a person comes up to you with something they want to get you involved with and they are just projecting all of this enthusiasm and you can feel yourself reacting to their enthusiasm, what you're saying is to Pull yourself back into yourself. Make sure that's your joy as well before you react to their way of projecting this enthusiasm towards you. It doesn't mean you have to diminish their enthusiasm. Let you celebrate their enthusiasm, but you don't have to buy into it immediately. If you can check in with yourself to see if, does this resonate with something that's on my goal list, right? 
Yeah, where the confusion really would hit me is discerning the subtle difference between my excitement for them and for what they were creating versus my excitement to participate directly in it. And especially if it's someone that you have a friendship with or you have a deeper relationship with, that line was blurrier for me. And so I really had to focus on that inner check-in work that we're going to talk about with some questions in a bit. But finding that specific clarity of not whether I'm excited about it, but is this for me? And also, is it for me now? Because sometimes that's, it's not right for right now. It does not, this puzzle piece does not fit into the puzzle that I am creating at the moment, but it might later. But being able to just pause and honor and create that space of processing time. I also know that there are some people in um, the human design who have certain open centers that can create where you might not have an immediate gut response to things. I'm fortunate that I have an immediate gut response. If somebody says something, I'll often know yes or no for me. But not everybody has that. And I know people who don't, who it's with that, (laughs) Robert's raising his hand here, with that open center, it can actually take three days for some people to actually process through all of that information. And if you're, I believe it's a reflector, it can actually be 28 days before you go through all the emotional cycle to really clearly understand where you are in the process. So connecting with your human design, if you have that information, can be helpful. So maybe your response is what I like to do is take three days to process it. So I can say that I was generally able to get back with someone the following day versus waiting that because I had that more immediate response and because I could pretty much walk away if I walked away and I felt guilty or dirty afterwards, I knew I had not been in my truth, even though I wasn't trying to be that way. But if I felt uncomfortable, and it wasn't like that good uncomfortable, like, oh, I'm growing here. Like, oh, isn't this an exciting uncomfortable? It was like, oh, I feel yucky energy. Then I knew I had gone against my highest self. One thing I just want all of our listeners and everybody to know is When you have that feeling, when you have that knowing that you have gone a bit off track or you walk away and you just feel not good and and knowing that you've moved out of your highest vibration alignment, you don't have to keep going down that path just because I said that I would or please reroute yourself and ask your higher self to guide you in the most loving way for you and the other parties involved to shift the energy so that you are coming back into alignment. Because guess what? If you are not in your highest self and you know going into a project that it's not in resonance with you, the energy that you're going to put out is going to be so delayed. It's everything's going to be slow. It's going to be more challenging. It's not going to feel good. And the project itself, you know, isn't going to thrive on low vibe energy. So just a little permission slip for you. When you feel that yuck feeling, when you walk away and you know you weren't in your truth, go ahead and reroute in that moment. Don't just stay with it and force your energy down that course. Because I'm telling you, that uncomfortable moment of just reshifting it is 
a lot <laughs> easier than, you know, going two months down the line of having to sustain energy that's not you. So let's deconstruct this so you can start releasing some of that internal and the external pressure and feel a lot freer and just more positive, more in connection with your schedule, more in connection with the commitments that you are making that bring you joy. One, just remember your greatest currency in life is your time. And it's taken me a while to get there, to get to that deep sense of understanding of really valuing time. But it's true. The greatest currency in life is your time. So seeing your time as being worthwhile and having intrinsic value to you and to your quality of life is number one in the commitment process. So protecting your time because you value it, because it's a really significant part of your life force and what helps you to get going, get moving is how you're spending your time, what your time is filled with, the ability to have that freedom within your time, if that's something that you value. I think most people do. They want more of that, but end up in the pursuit of it, sometimes getting lost in all the extras. But also <laughs> remembering when you're thinking about projects or bringing something on that a lot of times we totally underestimate the time that something is going to take you. And I'm way off with this. And I think this is for spiritual people. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm making an excuse here. But this is what I think. Because one, everybody I think does this to a certain extent. But I notice it a lot with spiritual people. And I think it's because there's this aspect of those who meditate or those who are working with those higher level energies where time you know, doesn't exist in the same manner. You know, it's very free flowing, it expands, it, you know, isn't as connected to this linear time frame. So there is maybe more challenge unless you're really, really grounded in being able to comprehend realistically how much time something's going to take you. For me, I've learned that my equation is whatever I think it's going to take, I double it. <laughs> and then I'm probably, you know, in the neck of the woods for sure. Realistically, sometimes I might need to triple it, but really just doubling it helps. These are the questions that I ask myself to bring clarity for if something is worth my energy, if it's worth my time, if it's in resonance. This is like my check mark for is it in resonance? And these questions actually come from my favorite oracle cards. I love them. I got them here in Sedona years ago when I before I lived here and was visiting. They're called the Creator Cards and they are by Gene Tender. And I think they were a limited edition run because I have not seen them elsewhere, but I'm telling you these are amazing. And they do have some on eBay, I think I saw. So if you're looking for some, they're awesome. But the focus of the cards is really understanding that you are the creator of your reality. And so it's really putting you in that power place of understanding how to utilize and leverage your power. So the questions that I've taken from the cards, this is what helps the most. So number one is with this idea or thought that I'm considering committing my energy to, 
does it represent, are you loving yourself first? So by doing this, am I loving myself first? And number two, this is usually what gets me. (laughs) What would you choose if you had nothing to lose? So if there wasn't anything that you were worried about, if you if it didn't matter the consequences, what would you really choose? And then the third one, and this kind of plays into that also, it's just a different level, is what would you choose if there was nothing that you feared? And so these are my litmus tests for, is this really in resonance with my higher self? Because if it's in resonance with my higher self, I'm going to respond in accordance to what I want to commit to in all of these areas. Like, yes, it represents me loving myself first. Yes, it's something I want to do, even if I you know, have nothing to lose. And even if there was nothing to fear, I definitely still am interested in doing this. But if my ego is involved, then I'm going to have a different choice. And usually it's, you know, in one of these three key areas. Okay, now, there are other ways also that you can just check in. You can create that clarity for your energy and make sure that you are tapping in and strengthening and honoring your particular energy and your focus. We've talked about some of these before, but let's start here. Clarifying your priorities, being able to answer really clearly the question, who am I and what is most important to me? So we talked back in episode seven about vision boards, that vision boards give a really beautiful visual way to represent This is my value. This is who I am. This is where I'm headed. So it gives you a great way to, especially if you keep it in your eye line, to check in, does this bring me closer to that? And if it doesn't, sometimes it's an energy waster or something that seems like it's a good idea, but you're actually hiding in that thing. (laughs) You're actually hiding in this project because really it's, taking away your time from focusing on what you really want to do. And so that's always something to explore too. As far as getting clear, understanding, you know, what's your goal? What will have the biggest impact on your goal? Because the more that you're dividing up your energy in different projects and different places and, you know, different appointments, then the less that you're having to make an impact in some other areas because everything has to be in balance. So it's not just the time that you're committing to a certain project. It's also the time afterwards of needing to clear, of creating, you know, a peaceful energy. So if you're, you know, pushing forward really hard, then you might need an hour or two to rebalance your energy before you can go back to pushing really hard so that you don't burn out. So you have to think about you know, that time commitment as well. But priorities, also focusing on what can I do really well? Is this really in my wheelhouse? Is this really my talent? Is this really my gift? Or not? Because things that are in your wheelhouse, things that are really your natural gifts from creator, That's the stuff you get jazzed about, that you get energized about, and you can knock it out quickly versus something that's really not so fun, (laughs) really not your jam, 
and then you're going to avoid it and procrastinate about it, and it's just going to take forever. Also, just last note here on clarifying is account for your personal growth and personal development time too. This is something that sensitive people have to really consider because for me, for example, as a psychic medium and for my students who are building their intuition, one of the things that's significant is you are putting in some time into creating the clarity and the strength of channel that you need that happens outside of your appointments, that happens outside of the business aspects. So you have to be able to account for that and account for your personal development time. So what supports you on a higher level? So keep in mind that if you're not able to get to that personal growth work and that personal development stuff, that you're always going to burn out, okay? So make sure that you're being realistic about that as a need. So the next thing after clarifying your priorities and you know asking yourself those checking questions to make sure it's your higher self and not your ego is checking in with your body. So this is really working with your body wisdom, your body intuition and making sure that you're in alignment because your body speaks. So you can do this with just your intuition and you can always trust your energy, and your body to tell you the truth. Now, your mind might justify or rationalize all kinds of things. (laughs) I think everybody knows that that can happen. But your body is going to tell you the truth, okay? Because it does not have that same sense of needing to rationalize or justify. So when you bring this task or the idea to your mind, where do you feel it in your body? Where do you feel that energy in your body? Is it in a chakra location? So in an energy point location, if you're familiar with that, or is it in another area of your body? And what does that tell you? Why is it there? And see what pops up, see what comes to your mind when you ask. And how does it feel in your body? So does it feel bring restricting sensations? Is it tight or uncomfortable? Or do you feel really free, uplifted, open? Those are all, you know, uplifted, open, free, great signs, good indicators. And depending on where it is, it's going to give you a little bit of a key of how that can help you. But if you're feeling restricted and tight and really uncomfortable, that's something we would need to go to some next layers with. So you can also journal anything that comes to you you know, about this feeling, just to go deeper with it and see if you can get some more insight about why this isn't in resonance, what's not working for you. Because sometimes things will come up where as you're working with this thought process that you realize, oh, this is the same situation or the same thing that I've learned in the past in a different package. And I didn't get it (laughs) until I sat down and did a little going deeper with it. So uh, if you're confused about it, and what you're picking up from your body, do a little bit of journaling with it. And it's really being clear on and honest with yourself because really that self-honesty is super important because that's a big part of your responsibility is not to set yourself up to be, you know, to sabotage, to be disappointed or to be exhausted. So for whatever projects you take on for yourself or in support with other people, that it's making you a better version of yourself instead of less of a version of yourself. And so in this case, it's, 
you know, being honest about what commitments are standing commitments for you as far as personal development is concerned, as part of your goal is concerned, part of your family time, and what else is available so that you're also just looking at, you know, both the resonance, but also realistically what what is literally available on your calendar at that time. Because sometimes something might be in resonance, but it's not, again, it's not the right time. It's not that right puzzle piece. So saying, hey, this doesn't work now, but at the beginning of the year, you know, I have more flexibility that we could schedule at that time or we could look at it at that time. So people who are prone to this overcommitment are generally probably people who like to serve in some way, I would, I would guess, wouldn't you think? Yeah, absolutely. People who like to serve generally just want to help, right? So they can often be people pleasers. So saying no might be hard for a person like that. So are there ways that people can learn how to say no effectively, but yet also perhaps politely or considerately or compassionately? Yeah, and learning how to say no is important because it isn't saying no to that person. You have to be able to speak your truth and be willing to move more forward in speaking your truth and in being authentic without fear that you're going to miss out or lose as a result of it. Because I'm going to tell you that the more that you speak your truth, the more you commit to resonance and get out of compromise where you're not in resonance, the more that you are energized, the more you elevate your vibration and grow in spiritual levels and you truly learn to know yourself. So you're not going to really lose anything. You're just going to continue to gain. So that choice of being authentic is important. And part of authenticity is learning how to get comfortable with saying no. It's just saying, this is my truth right now. And that that old saying, no means no, it really does. No means no. You don't have to justify, explain, and so forth. You just can say, yeah, this this that doesn't feel right to me. And maybe I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it just doesn't feel right for me or right in this moment. But just being able to sit with that, let it hang in the air. <laughs> don't feel like you have to fill in the gap for it. Just like I've said it, and then then it's theirs to respond to. But I recognize also that when you're you're new to saying no, or you are that people pleaser, or that big, beautiful, generous giver, that saying no can be really hard. And so finding a comfortable way to start transitioning to where you can get to that place of no means no, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, just that simple word, then, you know, that's okay. So a couple of things. One, just remember that when you're saying no, you're actually saying yes to something else. So focusing on the yes, like, oh, I get to say no to this because I'm saying yes to something else and shift it in your own mind so that it feels like a gratitude instead of a burden. I get to say no here because I'm saying yes here. This is awesome. I love this, that I'm so committed to this new energy. So another thing that you can say is, you know, if you are feeling secure, so say that person is your friend or they, you know, are in a position of authority or, you know, they might be really upset that you say no or have these big expectations, you know, one big reminder, you're not responsible for people's expectations. 
But know that, you know, if someone is really upset when you're speaking your truth in a sensitive way, then that person probably isn't your vibe or vibration to begin with. So true friends will encourage and support you and be compassionate because they know 100% what's happening in your life, what's in your heart. They know who you are. So you don't really have to prove it to them. And so getting out of that mindset is important because most of the time people are going to understand. And it is really freeing when you have those special loving people in your life. And to our listeners right now, just take a minute. I know that you know what I'm talking about to just think about who those people are in your life right now who really understand you, who understand who you are, that you don't feel like you have to prove yourself to. I mean, God, that's a beautiful gift. The next thing is, if you don't have boundaries, you're going to be this chameleon, okay? So in time, you kind of lose your true north, you lose your center. And for short periods of time, that can just make you feel really exhausted and sad and go into a depression and even lose passion in your life. And for a long period of time, when you're super compromised, it can turn into that dark night of the soul and have to go through an entire uh, rebirth cycle. And, you know, that's not real fun. The last thing is anything that doesn't honor you, you should be saying no to. Okay, so always revert to question number one. Are you loving yourself first? As far as ways to say no, that's not just no (laughs) or no thank you. The one that I use the most and because it's true and it really works is I love what you're doing. Thank you for thinking of me for this project or this idea. I am not able to commit the time needed to do that well. And I wish you well. Thank you so much. But it's really, you know, saying clearly, you know, I appreciate them. Thank them for thinking about me. And also, this is why I'm not able to do it. Because I, when I commit to something, I want to do it well. I want to bring 120% to it, to 200%. Like, I want it top-notch, top-level, right? So if I'm going to do it, you have to sometimes say no to things because I can't, you know, I don't want to dilute things. So another thing that you can do is also you could offer another solution or, you know, delegate it to someone else. Being able to, you know, say, I'm not a great fit for you, but, you know, maybe you refer them to someone else that you really believe <laughs> that they would be a good fit for. Don't refer them to your friend that you know just is going to have to say no to. But referring them saying, I'm not a great resource, actually, but I think you might be able to find some answers here. Or maybe this person can point you in the right direction. So providing some information, if you have it in the situation, is another thing that can be helpful for them. I think the biggest thing that we can just take away from our topic today is how easy it is to actually overcommit when we're not conscious, when we're not in a state of awareness and intentionality, in the same way that our mind can kind of run rampant with negative thoughts, if it's not watched, if it's not observed and and checked, that our schedule can do this too. It can just run rampant and become filled with things that aren't you. And then you're going to be wondering after a year of that, why don't I feel like myself anymore? Why don't I, I why can't I even feel my heart? Why, where's my passion? It's gone. 
It's like that death by a thousand paper cuts. Our schedule can be you know, responsible for these paper cuts. So taking that time to just bring the awareness in, bring the intentionality and check for resonance. Make sure that the things that you are committing to, whether it's a yoga class, whether it's teaching something new, whether it's going to visit with a friend, check in with yourself, observe, are you doing it out of obligation? Are you doing it because you don't want to disappoint someone's expectations? Are you really doing it because your heart is there and your energy is there? Whatever you're doing should be energized. It should be you and your presence and your high vibration totally there for the experience. So if you're filling your whole calendar (laughs) with things that aren't, then I just invite you right now to go back, to really recommit to yourself, to ask yourself those questions. Are you loving yourself first? What would you choose if you had nothing to lose? What would you choose if you had nothing to fear? And revisit what's on your calendar and create space for your true self to come forward, your true passion, your true energy, and really to bring your greatest currency in life, which is your time towards your actual goals. Thank you so much, everybody, for just listening, for connecting, for being here, for this topic about overcommitment. And I hope that you will, you know, take this further and challenge others to not do things out of obligation and to really check in with the body, learn how to say no, feel comfortable with their own level of energy management in order to be clearer on what actually resonates. Hey, if you haven't joined our mailing list, there has never been a better time to join. We have so much exciting inspiration that's coming through for everyone who's in our community and we love sharing it with others. You can find our mailing list and also all of our offerings at SedonaMedium.com and just discover the different sessions that we offer, both myself and Robert, to work more directly with spirit and your energy to lift your vibration and help you feel great and positive about the things that are coming forward for you. Have a great day. Many blessings. The Modern Life and Spirit podcast is for informational purposes only. The information provided is not intended to provide medical, psychological, legal, or financial advice. Information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness. To read the full disclaimer, see SedonaMedium.com.